1: Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Thanksgiving edition. It's me, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach. And if you're watching on YouTube, he's wearing his Michael Scott telemarketing headset. And Will Brinson will be joining us soon from Parts Unknown. Breach, happy Thanksgiving.
2: Thanks, Wilson. You know what's funny is I hung out with a toddler all day just prepare to hang out with Brinson. And, of course, he's not here. So it's like, why did I even hang out with a toddler? It doesn't make any sense. So. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I like that you copied my Christmas tree look. It looks fantastic.
1: I copy your Christmas tree look, and we'll get to this game a little bit, but I busted out the Joey Harrington Lions jersey because they had them moment. I got the Brady Quinn podcast music for Joey Harrington. Uh, But first, Breach, let's talk about, I was going to call it the Sunday night game, the Thursday night game. It felt like a Sunday night game because it was on NBC. New England Patriots traveled to Minnesota to face the Minnesota Vikings in a game that we all thought Kirby Cousins was going to play like Kirby Cousins. Kirby Cousins' record in primetime games breach? Do you know?
2: It is ugly. What? That, like it's 5 and 13?
1: 10 and 18 coming into oh, this game. Oh, it's close. So he, he, coming into this game on primetime, he'd won 36% of his games. How many, what is his winning percentage in the other 102 games he started in his career? Above 500. 52%. You got it. So, Kirk Cousins had an interception, and, you know, we all made the Kirby jokes early on in our little Slack chat.
2: Well, and not only did he have the interception, but he also had another pass that should have been intercepted. So, when we're talking about a guy who only threw seven incompletions, three of those passes were just horrible primetime Kirk Cousins passes. They all came in the first half, and then it was just uh, he looked like Tom Brady out there.
1: Yes, absolutely, and, and it helped that he had Randy Moss playing with him and Justin Jefferson, yes. and Brinson talks all the time about Tyreek Hill as a sleeper for MVP. How come we never brought up Justin Jefferson?
2: Maybe we need to start because it was this was the quietest but also loudest 139-yard game where, Jeez. you know, after the Bills game, and he had this spectacular one-handed catch, and he's making all these highlight real plays – there wasn't like a highlight real play, but just all these huge plays he kept making. And you know, that bill Belichick spent the entire probably six months when he knew they were playing the Vikings <laughs> saying, we're going to stop Justin Jefferson. That's going to be the one guy that doesn't beat us. And then he does become the one guy that beats you. So it, it, that's why it was shocking. Cause you know, Belichick doesn't like to be beaten by a, a team's best player.
1: Right. And if you're watching on YouTube, Billy just put up the graphic most receiving yards in the first three career seasons. Uh, in NFL history, number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Randy Moss. Number three, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, that's pretty That's pretty elite company. And again, Justin Jefferson was the fifth wide receiver taken in that draft, just behind Jalen Rager, who now returns kicks for the Vikings and actually had a reception. And I, I was telling Billy before the podcast started, I can't remember the last time that Jalen Rager, I remember him having a catch uh, before tonight. But huge game for Justin Jefferson. And Adam Gratz, who I used to work with at fan house, I believe. And we also had a Steelers blog for a little bit back in the day, like 12 years ago, he tweeted out. And I thought this was pretty funny. um, Justin Jefferson reminds him and and I can see it of Antonio Brown, but without the 15 levels of crazy, just in terms of the clutchness, every catch he had tonight felt like a contested catch and he made it look easy. And I don't want to say he saved Kirk cousins because really good wide receivers make their quarterbacks look good. Kirk Cousins made uh, a, a lot of good throws uh, but there were some jump balls that could have gone the other way, like perhaps the last play of the game for the Patriots, uh, the next to last drive, I guess, when, when Nelson, Nelson Aquilar couldn't come down with that sort of arm punt near the three-yard line on fourth and 17 that Mac threw up. You felt like Justin Jefferson's probably catching that football. Uh, does this game, Breach, say more about the Vikings, who got absolutely embarrassed last week, 40-3 to three at home, or more about a Patriots team that looks to be a lot better than they were, say, a month ago?
2: I would say it says more about the Vikings, just because we saw what happened on Sunday. I mean, embarrassment is uh, an understatement. They got deep pants, Ryan. They didn't have <laughs> any pants on. Uh, and then they go into this game and you're also playing a tough defense. Look, it, it's hard enough to play a Patriots defense. It's hard enough to face Bill Belichick. Um but you're doing it only on three days preparation. You have to play the game four days later. And also, this Patriots team had not given up a touchdown in the month of November. So you're talking about uh, part of that was their competition. They're playing the Colts, who have not been great on offense. The Jets, who have not been great on offense. But when you go more than half a month without giving up a touchdown in in the NFL, that's impressive, no matter who it is. Um, so t- to me, this really said – the Vikings are nowhere as close. They just fell on their face Sunday. They just absolutely fell on their face. And I felt like this was a good redemption game. And if you're the Vikings, it kind of gives you that psychological boost of, all right, Kirk can win and play well in these big games. Uh, we can play well against these big defenses. And, you know, it's not great to give up 26 points to the Patriots. But I, I think if you're the Vikings, you walk out of this pretty happy and thinking that, all right, we're legit. You needed to win like this on your resume.
1: Yeah, Brian J in the comments is usually in the comments, and he he gets fired up when, when I don't give Kirk Cousins his due. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, take it easy on that. I understand you're a Vikings fan; you take these things personally. I get that. Just like Bridge takes it personally when I make fun of the Bengals, and that has come back to blow up in my face. But I will say this: to your point, Bridge, I agree. Because here's the thing: if you look at last week's game, forty to three is an absolute depancing. The week before, though, they went to Buffalo and won, and then you could make the case that the that sort of sandwich game, if you will the Cowboys was the aberration because they just beat the Patriots, which is a good defensive football team. Offensively, they're, they're certainly finding their way, which is a polite way to put it. Um, but, again, two weeks ago, they, they played about as well as they could have played and won on the road in a really tough game. So, yeah, I, I think this is the bounce-back game they needed because I think most of us thought – that the Patriots would cover. I think all of us had them covering among the CBS sports, quote unquote experts at plus two and a half. I think a good number of us picked the Patriots to win just because we didn't know which Vikings team was going to show up. And you mentioned not giving up a touchdown this month. You actually tweeted out. I don't know if you mentioned this also as part of your conversation. Um, you tweeted this out uh, couple of days ago. The defense says going get put a touchdown in the Patriots. Frank Reich, Reich was fired after facing the Patriots and then Zach Wilson was benched after facing the Patriots. So, Kurt Cousins, primetime Kurt Cousins broke the curse. Otherwise, he was going to get benched for, uh, I don't know who the backup quarterback is. kelleman has gone. But, um, all right, so what about New England? Because another fun fact for the Patriots is that coming into this game, Matt Judon had 13 sacks. Do you know which team also has just as many sacks as that? <laughs> The Vikings? <laughs> no, the the Raiders. It'll make sense when I say it. Like that's how bad the Raiders have been. Um, so coming into this week, Matt Judon and the Las Vegas Raiders had exactly the same number of sacks. Judon didn't have a sack tonight, so he stays at thirteen. In fact, Kirby was not sacked once. Is that right? No, he was sacked once by Josh Uche. That's right. Josh Uche almost, you know, dislodged his head from his from his body. Um,
0: happy Thanksgiving, Brenton. What's Brenton up?
2: happy Thanksgiving. So, Man, I'll
0: tell you what. When you uh, you know, when you live in this blue-collar farm like this, it's uh, difficult sometimes to get the Wi-Fi going.
1: So I'll ask you, Brinson. Um, yeah, you're only seven minutes late. That's that's early for you. Uh, <laughs> w- what are your thoughts on the Patriots? Oh,
2: Whoa! Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Brinson gives his thoughts, because uh, I was actually going to start the podcast by bashing the Patriots special teams as the special mm. teams guy, because to me, that's what cost them the game.
0: I know I showed up late, so I hate to do this, but um, oh, Wilson, boy. you remember the time that Breach did uh, the podcast from the, like that, like really long, the long tunnel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's wearing a
0: telemarketer headset right now. I, love it.
1: I made the Michael Scott telemarketing joke at the <sighs> end. Well,
2: episode. and I was saying the last time I wore this headset was when you I just, talked to you guys right. from the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, you wore it out in the stadium parking lot?
2: Uh, no, I was. I was actually still in the stadium, still in the the uh. concourse.
1: Yeah, but actually, let's talk about that as the breach. That's that's important because you can see, and I want to give a lot of credit to Trico Always does a good job, but actually, Jason Garrett and Tony Dungy, I like those guys together. I mean, they're both incredibly smart. They're not over the top saying stupid stuff. They're actually saying insightful things, and they're both coaches—one uh, on defense, one on offense. Uh, you know, when they were the OCs, so in uh, DCs respectively. So that was actually interesting, but I had no idea Tony Dungy actually played for. Um, Bill
0: Belichick, we'll, we'll send in the host spot. Let him host. He's he's he's, he's no, feeling. it's fine. Right.
2: No, well, I on holidays, definitely because he will show up and, <clears throat> ready to host on a holiday. So, Brinson, he right. can be the uh, the <laughs>
0: that's right. And- yeah, I think we, you know, maybe you know what, maybe the ho- Oh, I like that. Um, I, I actually thought Garrett and Dungey were I, I kept getting thrown off by it because Tariko was with them, but oh, I wow. thought they were pretty good. Yeah, R- yeah, no, I agree. agree. I thought they were
1: insightful and I like Jason care a lot more when he's not on the sidelines clapping, but I was going to say that Tony Dungy was uh, played for Bill Belichick in New York when Belichick was a special teams coordinator and he kept reiterating just how mad Belichick was going to be. If he wasn't currently mad on the sidelines with all the, snap, oh, not the snafus, all the, the stupid plays. There so was there was the running into the kicker. Well, hold on. Let me,
2: let me, let me go into this. All so you do it, this is a team that literally won a game on,
0: before we before we move on, I just want to point out one thing about the the Tariko uh uh Garrett booth. At the end when it was third and seven, and the Vikings had the ball up uh, up seven and the Patriots had one timeout left. And Tariko asked Dungy, he's like, Would you would you would you run or pass here? And Dungy's like, a lot of people like to pass here. I'm definitely running and making them run the timeout. And then he goes, Jason, what would you do? As if there was any question what Jason Garrett would do. Sorry, Sorry go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i think it was third nine in that situation and maybe if it's like third and two or third and three you think about throwing the ball because you get the first down. the game's over uh but anyway look we know that belichick is all about the special teams this team literally won a game because of their special teams on sunday i'm sure he's going to cut michael party sometime oh, in the next 10 days because he was so upset but look you look hey, at what happened let me to-
1: ask you that breach let me ask you that because i was thinking about polarity because um Jake, what's the well, let me result? go
2: through this list of everything that went wrong real quick, All right, I'll and come end, back. Go I'll ahead. end with Pilardi. So you have the kickoff return for a touchdown, which is just total coverage disaster. You can't let that happen, especially after a team, Mac Jones just took you down. You take a 23-16 lead. Oh, that lead's gone. 30 seconds later, because kickoff return for a touchdown. Then you have the running into a kicker that you had just started to mention. That was on a fourth mm-hmm. and three. The Vikings were punting. Uh, the, the the Patriots had forced a three and out. Nope. You get the, the five yard penalty, which, you know, it, it was good on the refs not to call the roughing kicker because it definitely wasn't roughing but it does feel like five yards was probably correct. That gives the Vikings the first down to go down score a touchdown. Then we have Michael Plarty with a 29-yard punt and a 36-yard punt in this game, both not in great situations. Jake Bailey's on injured reserve. What a disaster. And then at the end of the game, Look, I know Marcus Jones wants to be the hero again, but you do not catch the punt on the one-yard line. You let it bounce because there is a 95% chance that thing is going to bounce in the end zone. It runs less time off the clock, and you get the ball at the 20-yard line. So you get more yardage and run off less time, which is a good thing, Marcus Jones. So the uh, special team's disaster for the Patriots.
1: Okay, no Marcus Jones comment because you're exactly right. What do you say if you're Kyle Duggar and you're in the meeting on whenever they meet Saturday, And you say, listen, Coach Belichick, uh, that guy for the Vikings' hand was holding me. I couldn't set the edge. What do you say to that, Breach?
2: Um, Well, I think that the Patriots aren't going to complain to the NFL because they're like, (laughs) we got away with a block in the back on Sunday, so what goes around comes around. But it looked like he got held and they probably should have called the penalty. But again, if anyone knows that you're going to miss calls on returns, it is the Patriots because it just happened four days ago, even if the NFL says it wasn't a block on the back. So it's if he calls happen in the NFL all the time, I don't think you can pin it on that. But I don't think Duggar going to get like a, a D minus for his grade on that play because the coaches will say, yeah, he did get held.
1: And um oh, yeah.
2: So he'll be the only player who doesn't get cut from the kickoff return team.
1: And I don't know if you were listening with the volume on because you were, you know, with your family and stuff. But Dungy did say in those meetings, Belichick is going to say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you got hold. You still cannot give up the edge there. So to your point, that's not going to matter. Go ahead, Brenton.
0: I I was going to say that I don't know that Belichick is going to be too mad at Mr. Jones, if only because he did house that punt return against the
1: Jets. I bet he will be extremely angry with Mr. pissed, And he'll be angry with the other Mac Jones for all the stupid sacks he took late in the game. We can talk about it in a second. All right, Breach, the other point I want to make. So, Polardi is replacing uh, Jake Bailey, I believe, who's out with an injury. I think that's the punter's name. Um, How I I can't believe Belichick just didn't lose his mind over there after the second incredibly crappy punt. How is a professional athlete whose job it is to kick a football, kick two terrible shanks? Like, How does that happen?
2: I mean the the last punt was just a choke job. It's it, yeah. a punt is just especially indoors. So like it's all about your drop. You want your drop to be identical all the time and if you're outdoors it's windy, it might move at a half inch, which can keep it from hitting the, the sweet spot on your foot. But indoors, there are no issues. It is completely your fault. There's no one else to blame. You just made a horrible punt and uh, man, it's going to be a horrible horrible flight home for Michael Polarty.
0: So Breach's point there, but that's the only time I ever like thought Bre- Breach is like the sweet spot. You want your drop to be identical. It makes you do think Breach could punt a ball a long way. Um, I I I think they should have gone to that fourth and one when they punted. And I know that's sort of like hindsight based, but I mean, my dad, me and my dad and my brother were watching uh, here at, at my parents' house and we we're like, they're going. We're like, yeah, of course they're going. You got to go. It's fourth and one. And it's just You're a power run team. You know, it's like the whole, The way that Belichick's built this squad is based on, you know, being able to pick up that, just pick up that one yard and don't punt it. I I don't know. The the Vikings have been moving the ball. They've been, you know, scoring like Justin Jefferson was carving them up. I think you go there on fourth and one. I think that was a mistake by Belichick.
1: So here's the thing, and don't look, because I'm surprised now that I looked. They are a power running team. I agree. Running is very important to what they do. They didn't they made Dungy angry that they weren't running as much as you get angry. Damian Harris was out midway through the second half, I think, with a leg injury. What was Ramondre Stevens' final rush line?
0: Just uh, I know, I know this one. I know this one. Well, don't tell over Ed five you yards carry. Billy, did you just cut us off? Cut all three of us off after saying "Don't cut each other off." He was. He made a. He was betting the. Uh, betting the, the. I won't tell you what number he
1: bet, but just. To, just saw, what? Like uh, watching that game. What do you think he did? I, I will tell you. I don't
0: have any window so I have no idea. I would say, seventeen carries and sixty-five yards. Do you know breach?
2: Nah, I just know it was over five yards per carry. I don't remember what the numbers were.
0: So
1: to your just about the going for on fourth down. I still think they should have done it, but he, he, this may be this informed Belichick's decision. Seven. Rushing attempts for 36 yards. That was it. It felt like he had 67 or 80 yards, whatever you said. But that's
2: over five yards per carry. Of course, like, why aren't you going for it on fourth and one? I agree with Brenton. I actually – I thought that was fourth or two or fourth and three, but fourth and one, it is a
0: little –
1: Go ahead. He had seven carries? But that's why Dungey kept saying, please run the ball more in the second half. So – Anyway,
0: is this a Matt Patricia Joe Judge thing? I mean, it seems like a reasonable. Well,
1: I was I was thinking this is Matt Patricia's like please don't fire me game because Mac Jones actually played his best game in probably a year and a half.
0: <laughs> might, be, might be Matt Patricia's like like Da Vinci or like uh, Mona Lisa.
1: I mean, Mac Jones played as well as he could have possibly played, except for those stupid sacks he took on the last two drives. Uh, yeah, I understand. Michael uh, Kenji Izumi mentions in the chat that he got. Uh, Nine catches for 76 yards, and that's incredibly important. But I'm just talking about in terms of going for it on fourth and short. Um,
2: so, so you're run. saying Mac Jones was awesome, except for in crunch time. Yes, that, he, knee,
0: that knee by Mac Jones was unbelievably stupid. What knee? When he took the knee in the middle of the field, you'd see that. I thought you'd be all over that. When did he take the knee in the middle? Yeah, of the field? Just, it was like, I think it was the end of the half, and she just throw it away. It's like, oh, man, right, yeah, no, off. I
1: saw that, but I think you meant at the end of the game. Um,
0: What was I going to say? The sack was pretty bad, too. You just have to get the ball out quicker.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. So I I thought, I mean, the Vikings outplayed them clearly. I thought that the game probably came down to four or five plays. As Breach mentioned, most of them was on special teams. Um, And, Brinson, I'm sure, well, I don't know what you think. So I'll I'll ask you, does this game say
0: more about the Vikings or the Patriots? I I think it says more about the Patriots. Oh, good. in, In the sense that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna repeat my father's hot take about Bill Belichick. I, his I, takes cannot be hotter than yours. Oh no no! This is the hottest, worst take I've ever heard in my entire life. I told him I was like, I won't say it because you will get doxxed on the internet for me saying this. Um, it it, it, the, it it was poorly phrased, but his entire principle was like, Bel- Brady made Belichick, which is not a an outrageous claim. A lot of people think that. I disagree. I, I do think though that like you just didn't see these sort of dumb mistakes that we've seen for the Patriots for 20, like 20 years, they, they didn't make these mistakes. Like that running into the kicker is it's what was it? It was, a, it was either third and it was either fourth and three or fourth and four.
1: four and three. I had four at my home, but go ahead.
0: It, it doesn't matter. You don't touch that punter. If, if he doesn't commit that penalty, the Patriots win that game. In my opinion, they pound the ball. They, they move the ball on the field. They work the clock. They either score a touchdown or kick a field goal and maybe you force Kirby Cousins in prime by the way shout out Kirby Cousins played all right prime time played really. um like th- those are the sort of edges that we we talked about the Mike Sando article in um on the athletic right where Mike Vrabel is basically creating New England 2.0 they have they lead the NFL in terms of EPA uh created by other teams mistakes by a huge margin and that's like what Belichick did for 20 years and now all of a sudden they're running into the kicker on fourth and three or fourth and four or whatever it was against a Kirk Cousins in primetime when this guy's like begging you to take the win.
1: So let me ask you, you're saying this says more about the Patriots,
0: not in a good way, because they actually I, play pretty well. It says in a bad way. I think, I think your boy Mac played really well. And like, I think if you're a Patriots fan, you can, if you want to do the silver lining thing, if you want to be an optimist, you can say, okay, that sucked to lose that game. We're on the road against a team with a you know, really good record, a team that's clearly a playoff—they're a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost. We made a bunch of dumbass penalties, <laughs> but Mac at least played pretty well, and I feel better about that. But the, the like Belichick's entire—the entire Patriots dynasty is built on two things: Tom Brady and Belichick grinding. Every edge possible. And it felt like the Patriots were your average NFL team tonight in terms of making mistakes. Now I'm not saying that's who they are now. I just sort of wonder if like, I mean, you just don't see this many mistakes from a Patriots team. No, that's true. It in, in a, like a thanks. It was very bizarre to see those.
1: And one of the sacks in Mac Jones' defense, I think it was a sack. It was when uh, Trent Brown tried to cut Daniel Hunter on that third and long play. <laughs> and you're like, and Tony Dungy's like, why would you cut him on a third on a long play and and just get your abs- your quarterback absolutely demolished? Uh, before we move on, Brinson, I'll ask you what I asked Breach because you are uh, the the hype man for the Tyreek Hill MVP long shot. Why aren't you mentioning Justin Jefferson?
0: I don't know. That's what Bree said. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. It's a fantastic point. Justin Jefferson is, uh, I, I don't know. I think we, I think me and my dad and brother used some form of un effing believable at least 32 times during this game to describe Justin Jefferson. He is effing ridiculous. Like, and Kirk has made some good throws, but Justin Jefferson is just an. A, like, can, or, am I too old to say he's a dog? We can all say he's like that dude is a dog, it's like, a damn dog. He does, he's the best wide receiver in football.
1: Now, yeah, you're not getting an argument from me.
0: And I mean, man, if, if the Vikings got the one seed in the NFC,
1: oh boy, here we go. Now we're getting crazy. I
0: don't want, <laughs> look, I'm scared to load up a second tab
2: right now, honestly.
0: Um, uh, what episode
2: run running the Cowboys though? No,
0: I'm, saying like, I'm saying like, no, no, I'm saying like, what if, what are Justin Jefferson's MVP odds? Oh, I'll look him up or mm-hmm. offensive player of the year odds. Cause cause mm-hmm. he has a very Jamar chase 2021 vibe in the sense that he's right there. People are, people are, I mean, everyone loves Justin Jefferson. If he like popped off for some massive, like week 16 game and the Vikings stole the number one seed, I think MVP is probably too far because, but let's <laughs> say, let's <laughs> talk, okay, talk yeah. himself into anything. <laughs> let's say that the um, let's say that the Titans are the one seed in the AFC and the Vikings are the one seed in the NFC. And Derrick Henry had like it. I mean, did we did we ever have a discussion about like the MVP has come from the one seed the last several years? Yeah. No.
1: Breach says they win the They have to win their division. I don't think they're the number one seed. The number one seed breach.
2: No, it's when they're most MVP winners come from a division winner.
0: Right, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's like, if a if non Mahomes, non Bills are the one seed in the AFC, and like the Bills and Chiefs stumble again, it's a long shot. You're probably getting pretty good odds. He's a wide receiver, and the Vikings have the best record in football. I'm telling you, like, I'll I'll tell you something. Pete Prisco will never. Ever in his freaking life cast an MVP, MVP vote for Kirk Cousins. Nor should he.
2: But so like um, well, let me ask you this: Do you remember the last time a wide receiver won NFL MVP? Can you name it?
0: Was it Rand- Randy Moss? Never won it, right? Uh, it's it's like is it before the kicker who won it?
2: It is before never because it has never happened. The receiver has never won MVP.
0: Well, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. Like a quarterback is. Throwing to the receiver, so the stats correlate. Everyone wants to vote for a quarterback or a receiver.
1: All right. They don't have the odds up. So um, we'll talk about Ty that. Tyreek
2: Hill was at plus 8,000 going into week 12. So you can assume Jefferson was bigger than that because he was not listed uh, on the 8, list 000. I had heading into week 12. Is it 80 right.
0: to 1 or 8, 000, 80 to 1? Right?
2: Yeah, 80 to 1. 80. Plus 8,000. I would, take, 000, I would
0: yeah. take Jefferson anything over 50 to 1, honestly. That's a, that's it's a that's great, point, great question, by y'all. All right. All, All right, right.
1: So uh, do you want to do. Bills, Lions or Giants, Cowboys? Breach, let's uh, take I'm a sure. break first, I think. All right, let's do that. And then Brinson will tell Re-drip. us what game we're going to next.
2: Shot, shot, shots.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
2: Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.
1: All right, Brinson, where are we going? Um, I don't know. Dealer's Choice. You're hosting. God, this is much more fun. Let's do it for my guy, Joey Harrington. Let's go to the early game. Why do you have that jersey? I was telling Billy and, and uh, Breach earlier, I was rummaging around in my closet looking for something. I said, oh, I have this this Joey Harrington jersey I got at TJ Maxx 15 years ago for $5. And it was in the middle of the first game and, and the lions were actually winning late. And then of course things unraveled, but it's a moral victory for me. I like this team. Uh, Brinson, I'll start with you because Billy is under the impression. I don't remember this. You say a lot of wacky things. I don't think you're in favor of Dan Campbell getting fired. Are you?
0: No, no, no. I, th- I think that if he'd won this game, his job security in 2023 was completely locked down. Do you think there was any chance he gets fired this year? Uh, I, I said we're weak. Twelve, and he just won their first. They just they just put together their first three game winning streak. Are we week eleven. Are you shaking your head?
2: Well, I'm, I'm saying that head. no. I don't think there's any chance he gets fired. This
0: yeah, year. yeah. So, so it's it's he. They just had their first three game win streak since 2017. Or Was it 2019? No, nope, 2017.
2: 2017. I mean, that's a
0: like this franchise sucks, dude. And they put they they were down to the dumps. We are starting to sort of trend towards Dan Campbell being potentially in trouble. They win three straight games, and then look—I know they didn't. There are a lot of things they could have done better against the, this Bills team, but this is the, you know, the consensus top three team in the NFL, and they nearly upset them at home on Thanksgiving in what easily would have been the signature win of Dan Campbell's uh, career as a head coach, and obviously the head coach of the Lions. I I I think he's I think he's safe because mainly because they they went they got things got real dark and they rallied really hard for him and they're still playing hard. And I I, I don't think they'll fire him.
1: No, I, I think Breach is right, and I think you're right. Absolutely not. And I I've always loved Dan Campbell. I always say they feel like they'll run through a brick wall for him. So you're right. Uh, they haven't won um last time they won three in a row prior to this three-game stretch was 2017. The last time they won four in a row was twenty fifteen. The last time they won on Thanksgiving was twenty sixteen, and breach. I'll, you're, you're going to remember stuff like this. I'm not going into last year's Thanksgiving game. What was the Lions record?
2: Uh, not good. One and 10.
1: Oh,
0: nine and one. You're close.
2: Oh, no. So,
0: <laughs> was, by, by the way, shout out to my Uncle Mills, who, like, every year at, at Thanksgiving, he's like, i tell you what, buddy, you never bet against the Lions on Thanksgiving. I'm like, I think you do, like every year. That's <laughs> all you do, Uncle Mills.
1: Our buddy Joe, Joe Musso in the chat says, let's get what we're thankful for going in the chat. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, Brinson showing up at all. Uh, I'll just say that. Uh,
2: I am thankful for Ryan's Joey Harrington jersey. I'm actually ashamed yeah. I don't have one. We should all have one.
1: So, uh, Breach, h- how are we to feel about Josh Allen? Because he I threw more. another red zone interception. Ah. <sighs>
2: Josh Allen looks like he's playing injured. I don't think there's any other way to look at this. I mean, he was completely inaccurate at one point in this game. He was, I think 14 for 34. He was under 50%. And even though he ended up creeping up over it and it was, again, I'll go back to the Carson Palmer thing where not just the velocity, but he said every two or three throws, he just couldn't put it where he wanted to with the UCL injury. And that's what it looks like with Josh Allen, where uh, he he just can't put it where he wants to. But then you see the perfect uh, – he throws it on a rope at the end of the game to Stephon Diggs. And you're thinking there's no way this guy's injured uh, when he made that, that that pass to Diggs for 36 yards that put them uh, – set up the game-winning field goal. That was – that throws a laser. And you're thinking, okay, that's the Josh Allen that uh, – that guy is completing 65% of his passes and is in the running for MVP. But he just missed so many perplexing throws today. <laughs> that my God, it was just, you know, that thing's got to heal. And if it doesn't, if this is the Josh Allen that the bills are going to have for the rest of the season and this elbow is going to take an off season if we heal, I oh. don't know that I wouldn't pick the bills to win the Super Bowl if this is, if he's playing injured the rest of the year because it doesn't have time to heal.
0: So Breach, I think, and like, I, I think i said this like the last couple of weeks and like, I, I didn't, or I asked this maybe is like, can Josh Allen take time off? and help his elbow heal or is this a situation where he has to play until he can't play Mm. and then he has to have surgery because
2: this is it Brenton. He has 10 days off. He's got to heal right now.
0: Mm. But I I think now I'm starting to think it's the latter because the bills have had a chance to, to sit him and rest him. So I think at this point it's either he's refusing to do it or they know that the only option to solve the elbow injury His surgery, and if they have if he has surgery, his season is likely over because you're not having surgery on your elbow, you know, throwing elbow and then coming back, you know, by the playoffs. And it makes more sense given the state of the NFL, the parity that we've got this year, the Bills roster, how you know their chances to win the Super Bowl. I I think he's just fighting through it, and it. it, it, I I would bet I, I would if I would put the odds of Josh Allen having so like uh, like the second the bills are eliminated from their seasons over, him like the bill's announcing he's having surgery on his elbow at like minus 3,000.
2: I, I am not a doctor, but I think uh, if you have surgery on <laughs> your UCL usually has to be Tommy John surgery, so it's a pretty serious mm. operation. Uh, so it, it also just could be that the bills are saying, all right, we have Josh Allen at 88% for the rest of the season. And Josh Allen at 88% is better than Case Keenum at 100%. So we're rolling with Josh Allen and that's it.
0: I, um, I, agree, I agree with that. I think it's probably more like 70, 71. Uh, oh, 71 a better. Yeah, 70, somewhere in the 70s. But like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I, I think it's got to be the case of they know it's either the only way to fix the elbow is surgery and his season's done and their season is done, or, or you just play through it and hope he can. You hope you get lucky and you can steal some games. And he, and he's like, he, he's, he's an insane athlete to be doing this with like a UCL injury. And he's just whipping balls still. Now they're not all accurate, but he's still making great throws. I, I I agree with you though. I would not want to bet on like, if if anyone who's listening to this is thinking about betting Josh Allen, MVP or bills to win the Super Bowl, I would caution you not to do either of those things.
1: Yeah. Um, Musso in the chat. He's clearly a few red, red wine, few Do? glasses of red wine in. He's thankful Never for He said he's thankful for Toradol when talking about Josh Allen, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Uh, but I'll just stick to my original analogy last week because it's so good. I only come with these once in a lifetime. The uh, car in the middle of the desert and the engine light comes on. You got to keep driving. I mean, there's there's no other other alternative. Uh, unless, I mean, the, the, car you pass is the case. Keaton mobile. You're like, eh, you know what? I'll just take my chances and Florida. This thing. What,
0: uh, do you guys you know a, you got a Ferrari with an engine light? You're like, uh, do I want to jump in that, uh, that Hyundai with three wheels? I don't think so. No.
2: Uh, and wait, wait. As, uh, one of our Scott Murphy in the chat points out, uh, the, the bills play next Thursday, he gets a 10 day break after that, but he does have a 10 day break coming, which will be vital as far as his elbow getting better. Cause if it doesn't get better in that, 10 day break, That's when you're like, oh, God, what do we do? We're just we're we're riding this injured quarterback for the rest of the season. But I've
0: been I've been ordered by HR that I am not allowed to read the chat anymore because they like I I went to them as like Joe Musso is a problem. He like won't stop like coming to the chat and just harassing me. And they're like, listen, you just have to turn off the chat. So if, if I'm not reading your comments, don't be offended. I will still say my same stupid stuff.
1: But it's it's a Musso thing. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think they actually appreciate it. No offense. Uh, so, Brinson, do you All know right. who the Bills' leading rusher is? For the season? Yeah. Didn't we talk about this on Sunday? I don't know. It's, maybe. I think it's Josh Allen. Do you know who the Bills' leading rusher was on Thanksgiving Day?
0: Uh, I would I – uh, based on the final, like, couple of series play calls, I would guess it was probably Josh Allen.
1: Josh Allen. So, this may be his role. He's of course he's doing this throughout the year when his elbow was fine, but maybe that's more of the plan. He continues to take these huge hits unnecessarily. What's wrong? Well, no,
0: I was going to say the like the when they were so the um, the Lions kicked that 51-yard field goal. And then the Bills had 23 seconds, which was it's kind of interesting because it's like, oh, this feels a little bit like that Chiefs game like can you go get this field goal. But they got in range in ish, and then immediately called a couple of just like Josh Allen runs. And I sort of wonder, is that like if Josh Allen was a hundred percent healthy, would they just throw a slant to Diggs, and knowing that Allen is going to get that ball exactly where he wants it to be. And Diggs is going to beat the man coverage or, you know, or get, you know, or option into the zone. Like, did they call those runs knowing that they can't be a hundred percent confident in Josh Allen's accuracy right now?
1: So that's, that's interesting that you say that because Scott, Murphy mentions in the chat next week. They're at new England. Breach and Brinson doesn't matter. What about starting case Keenum next week? This is Scott Murphy's point. And then giving Josh Allen a 17 day break. Breach says no. Why breach?
2: I say no, because have you seen the standings? This is, <laughs> I have, <yes. laughs> you you are in a tight division race. You can't afford any division losses. Josh Allen gives you your best chance to win. And if you drop a game to the Patriots or the jets, that's their next two opponents. Uh because you started Case Ke- Do you want Case Keenum going up against the Bill Belichick defense? I know Kirk Cousin carved him up tonight on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, fitting carving turkey. <laughs> um <laughs> but no, I don't want Case Keenum starting against the Patriots. I want Josh Allen. Division games, you need to win them.
0: They they especially especially
2: because the Patriots are 0-2, are the Bills are 0-2 in the division right now. They cannot afford any more division losses.
0: So the Bills played the um, the last three games were obviously the uh, you know, the Lions and the Vikings. Oh, sorry, Lions, Browns, Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. That was their shot to sit Josh Allen. Now you you had to look at the schedule and say, okay, that that's sort of my whole point about the I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but like they had, they had six games coming up, three games against non division opponents. Including two NFC opponents, so it doesn't count to get your conference record for tiebreaker purposes. And then immediately following, as Breach points out, three conference games coming up next. If you were going to sit Josh Allen, if you thought you could sit him and he would get healthier, the games to sit him were the last three games. Now they went two and one in those games. That's great, but like, if you could, if you could improve Josh Allen from seventy-one percent to. 95% and have him sit three games. You do it against the Browns Vikings and lions. And I think case kingdom could also go two in one of those games. And then you have 90 plus percent Josh Allen against the three division opponents, which help you get the, you know, potentially number one seed. And of course the division title, the point being is like, I, I just don't, I don't think sitting Josh Allen will make him healthier. The bill, the way the bills are acting in terms of how they're, utilizing Josh Allen in terms of how they're calling plays in terms of how they're handling this injury, the way they talk about it makes it seem like it's g- g- like go like, go like boom or bust. It's either he's playing or he's done for the year.
1: All right, we'll move on after this with Brentson, I want to ask you, let's assume the Detroit won that game and they, they were in it to the end. Uh, There's some special teams. excused. maybe. breach wants to talk about that. Maybe he doesn't. We'll find out in a second, but let's assume they won and go to five and six. Then they're only behind Washington, who's at number eight, and they're tied yes. with the Falcons, yes, who are number the nine. The Falcons – I mean, the Lions are would be – what's the
0: percentage chance that they're making the playoffs? I would be doing, like, a huge hype thing about Dan Campbell and Jared Goff and Armron <laughs> um, St. Brown. I mean, like, yeah, like, I would be – I would be hyping the Lions as a playoff team if they'd won that game.
1: Preacher, the Lions better than the, the Falcons, who are five and six and currently the ninth seed?
2: I would say yes, because the Lions were uh, arguably just as good as the Bills today. I mean, yeah. they lost this game because of a couple stupid mistakes. I mean, look, I know we hear Jason Garrett, the classic, hey, I'm going to run the ball in third and 15 for my own three because I just want to play it safe and punt the ball. Well, now we know why that happens, because you don't want to get safety, which is when this game really turned. Because, uh, you know, the, the Bills on the first drive of the third quarter, they were driving down. They score a touchdown and go up 24 14. It's probably all over. But Josh Allen throws, you know, he's still having those red zone dribbles we were talking about, throws that pick. Lions get the ball. Jared Goff takes that safety on. It's third and 15. Just run. Like, there's no reason to get crazy here from your own three yard line because that a sack is absolutely a possibility there. Um, And then their next possession after that, poor Michael Badgley Mm. indoors misses a 29 yard field goal. So you're talking about when you're Dan Campbell or you're the Lions coaching staff going through what went wrong in a game you lost by three points. uh, The one play you're going to circle is the 29 yard field goal that your kicker missed, um, which is, by the way, based on research, the only the fifth, (laughs) only the fifth time that in the past five years that a kicker has missed a field goal indoors from inside 30 yards. So it's
0: not good. Serious. I mean, like, I don't want you to answer. Don't give us this, like. Okay, actually, actually, I'm gonna say two things here. One, <laughs> um, I missed the safety because I was uh, I was hanging out. My cousin Cameron, she Cameron's awesome. She's out here. We're hanging out, and no, uh, i went, oh, I, Hey, buddy, I took it easy today. Um, and, but uh, actually, a pod, uh, her friend Brandon, who's a podcast listener, shout out Brandon. Uh, she faced she Facetimed him, and uh, he had a fantasy football question for me. I probably gave him a terrible answer. But they, Did you
2: tell him to start Michael Badgley?
0: No. Yeah, he's like, he's like, how many? He's like, do you think Michael Badgley would make this field goal? I was like, obviously. Um, no. He's like, should I trade George Kittle for Josh Jacobs? And I said, no. Anywho, if <laughs> breach, don't give me your don't give me your blustery. I'm an athlete, but we know you're not. Answer. Hmm. You get a hundred kicks at a 29-yard field goal. How many are you making? Me. You right like now. Me personally. Yeah. 29 yards really is like, not long, he's,
1: he's only BMAC. You, you sounded personally?
2: 80 yeah. or 85. How many? 80 or 85. And an NFL kicker is making 90, probably 100.
0: Well, I would say not probably 100.
2: Justin Tucker's is making 100 of
0: them. Well, yeah. I would just say Michael Badger is probably not making 100 because of today.
2: Well, because he just missed one. I, I, most NFL kickers, there's only been – I think 14 missed field goals from inside 30 over the past three years. It is very difficult to miss from inside 30. Is it safe
1: to say that a 29 yarder is literally a layup?
2: It's a yes. Yes. Very similar to a layup. I mean, that's, I I feel like
0: if you, if you told me you, uh, you win a million bucks, if you make a 29 yarder, I'm making that.
1: Well, someone should have told Michael Badgley that he is the money badger. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't get those names in your kicker because it always comes back to Biden.
0: Don't 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 hype yourself up as like the like. You can't be doing the. It, has anybody ever done the money sign as like an, like a, a professional yeah. athlete? Him and Johnny that's
2: Manziel are fighting bad. over the trademark that's worthless now. <laughs> yeah, it's failed right. everyone. It, it is like uh the ring where you watch the video, except you do the money sign. The ring. You get you're done. All
1: right. Uh right, let's move on to the middle game. The Cowboys yeah, hosted the Giants. And, you know, I don't, I have a question about the Giants, but, you know, they don't like us when we start. They don't like it when we start with the losing team. So let's start with the winning team. <laughs> Brinson, two weeks ago, somehow this team loses to the Packers in, uh, in Green Bay against a terrible offense in Aaron Rodgers. Last week, they dropped a 40-burger in the Vikings. This week, they handled their business, even though um, Dak had two first-quarter interceptions. Are the Giants the best team in the NFC? I think you mean right, the, Cowboys. Sorry, the Cowboys? Sorry.
0: Yes. I, I, was, God, I was hoping you were going to set it up differently because I had like a kind of a hot takey thing. Well, just do
1: what, what do. you always do. Just answer the, whatever question you want to be asked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is, I, somebody needs to put that on my tombstone. Um, I was just going to say that I, and I look, I have the Eagles winning the NFC before but, the season. I don't know if you know that. Heard about it. But I think if you, Asked me to pick Eagles, Cowboys, neutral field. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Billy, you're not allowed to jump in the stream. Don't bother. Eagles in the play.
2: Billy. Let's get Billy muted. I we
0: don't have that. Unfortunately, Billy has all the power here. Um,
2: <laughs> that's, just, that's for the best.
0: Right. Yep. No, <laughs> is it? Um, I think I would take the Cowboys. They, Cowboys Dak Dak had some really some of the like when he had he finished with two or three picks. Two, right? Two, yep. Yeah. The second one was see, it was like a kind of a toss up, and CD Lamb popped it up. And yeah, the first one was, was a bad throw, it was not great. Yeah, it got jumped. Um, but like, man, the Cowboys, if Micah Parsons is a freaking animal, the mm-hmm. Cowboys are just playing great across the board. My only two hangups of the Cowboys, like picking, like saying that they could they would win the Super Bowl or could like, like make a deep, deep run are one, Mike McCarthy in playoff games, and two. Jerry Jones did sell his soul in 1996, and that's kind of hard to come back from.
1: So, Breach, I'll mention this: uh, Michael Parsons' fun fact, and then you can add your two cents. Michael Parsons, according to NFL research, is the third player to have 12 plus sacks in each of his first two seasons since individual sacks were first recorded in 1982. Um, you get first guess at who the other two are. One's easy. One's impossible. Lawrence Taylor.
2: Wait, how many sacks?
1: 12 plus first two seasons. Lawrence Taylor. No, miraculously wow. enough.
2: Reggie White.
1: Reggie White is the layup. The other one um, was a part-time player, his his rookie oh, season. did come after Lawrence Taylor started? 82, so I think Lawrence was 80. He's yeah, at yeah, UNC yeah, at yeah. 80, that's, I think.
0: The, yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: So the other one was drafted uh, in the late aughts. I'll give you Here, that. that was a year, and let's see if we can get it. 2000, I think he was drafted 2009. Wasn't a starters as a rookie, but had a ton of sacks, obviously, because he's on this list, and had um, off-field issues. Alden Smith. Alden Smith. You got it. I mean that's that's a pretty tight squad to be associated with in terms
0: of. I mean, Alden so. Smith is, I mean, He's on great. the like probably a Hall of Famer if he didn't have the all field stuff, like
1: which. Well, you put everyone in the hall, but he had he had a great start to his career. I'll, I'll i agree with that part of it. Uh, Breach, any thoughts on the Cowboys in terms of they're obviously going in the right direction? Uh, what up, Mike McCarthy? Is he doing things better, worse, the same? What What hey, do you like about the scene?
2: Here's what I'm going to say about this game is that if the Cowboys would have lost, that would have been embarrassing. This was uh, in Dallas because all their Thanksgiving games are. But the Giants were so injured that the fact that the Giants looked like the better team in the first half uh, was somewhat surprising. And, and to Brian Dable's credit, that I, I, I did not expect the Giants to have any chance to be in this game. I it's thought it was going to be a throwout. You have everyone mm-hmm. injured. All you have is Saquon Barkley, give him the ball, and and pray that Daniel Jones can make some smart plays. And the fact that this team was leading 13-7. to seven, So I really thought this game said more about the Giants and uh, about their coaching staff and preparing them and that the Giants could actually be good. I, I didn't really take anything away from the Cowboys because, like you said, Dak threw inter- two interceptions. They are playing a team they should have beaten based on the state of the Giants. Uh, so the Cowboys did what they should have done, which was win the game. Uh, so this really was more, are the giants good. And so this actually made me feel better about the giants, even though they lost.
0: Wow. Into. so, um, listen, Billy, the YouTube chat is not your place to like talk. Some, I mean, Billy, I you weren't he said, looking at the chats. I'm not, he, he posted on the, he posted on the stream. Um, Oh, I see the, uh, the giant, I think that's a great point by breach like uh the comp i've been trying to make what
1: given breaches due, he finally made a good point is, Go ahead. i think There's it's the first time in 6 best years friends. yep <laughs> I've
0: been best friends for a long time um, but that's a good that's a good drop uh i think that I, so like the point i've been trying to make about the Giants is you remember when um we had this uh i can't remember what his name is but he's a fourth guy on this podcast he used spanky. to spanky who? Yeah, whatever his name is. Spanky Wankman. Sean uh, S- Steven, whatever his name is, who cares? Anyway, uh, the point being is that he really got upset when Sean McDermott benched uh, Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman in his first year. That Bills team made the playoffs like totally inexplicably. It was like based on all smoke and mirrors and coaching. And I think that that is, I think this is what the Giants are. Like if you're a Giants fan, you should be thrilled at the way that this team is playing through 12 weeks. Brian Dable is a fantastic coach. He's getting yep. the most out of everyone in the roster. They have no one at their skill positions outside of Saquon Barkley. Like it is I mean, like Darius Lane. I mean, Darius Lane's playing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's he's playing well, but I mean, he's not in the league. Know, like, Darius, Darius, right, Darius Lane right. is not a number one on, on like 75% of NFL And teams. they just
1: lost Wondell Robinson to an ACL.
0: Yes. They traded Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay is milk on, like, a milk carton somewhere. <laughs> um, nice. Do they still I, do that? <laughs> do they do that? I don't know. I was just wondering, if, like, people uh, get the reference. Uh, oh, my God. I just got an Amber Alert for Kadarius Turdy. um Ouch. That's my answer That's probably bad. No, anyway, too, too far. Isaiah I Hodges it. should have had a touchdown. <laughs> man, Brian Dayball is about to – he lost his mind on that uh, ineligible man down field call when they when they called the Hodges touchdown back early in the game. <laughs> hmm. I think, I th- but to, to reach his larger point, if the, if, the, if the Giants make the playoffs or don't, it doesn't matter. You have to feel good about this team and the way that they're playing week in and week out and the way that you get a coaching advantage from having Dable on the sidelines. And, like, and remember, we're not even 12 months removed from Joe Judge calling a quarterback sneak on third and one in a season where they had like three wins and they're on the third quarterback is the ultimate give up move. And Dable's out here like laying it on the line with onions and, and going for it on fourth downs where like, I, I, would, I would, I think if you have a, a coach who clearly gets it and you have a GM who knows how to build a roster, I feel really good about things as a fan. Even if you have questions at uh, like wide receiver, huge questions, quarterback, tons of questions, running back, you have contract questions. Questions all over the defense. They're dealing with tons of injuries and they still went to Dallas. against a white hot Cowboys team and like had them kind of on the ropes, except for a couple of bad breaks.
1: So Brenton, let me ask you this uh, knowing exactly what you know now. So you don't know what's going to happen. with Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley or anything else. What are the giants playoff odds for next year?
0: Mm. Uh, do you want percentage? You want me to give you the, like the, the whatever. Yes you,
1: whatever you prefer. All
0: right, I'll do uh Okay, so Philly, Philly, and Dallas are both good. Have, I would
1: because say, as, they, as you think about it, this team is basically, as you to your point, I think is what you're saying. They're actually playing for next year, but they're just sort of crushing in
2: the, the meantime. The Commanders, Mike, Commanders might go on trade for Aaron Rodgers. I that would make them worse.
1: That feels <laughs> unlikely.
2: Um,
0: it was. – oh, Sorry. Oh!
1: This is a Heineke stand. Probably, I had, I I,
0: yeah, I love Heineke. I had a couple. um Couple like uh my family members here here today who are like Panthers fans are like they're like what like what's the deal with Tepper? I was like, you know, Carson Wentz told the Panthers no. They're like, what? Like it's like, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um as for the Giants, I think they are probably coming into the season or coming into the preseason. The 2020, say,
1: 2023 preseason. Yep.
0: Yeah, I would say they are plus one fifty to make the playoffs. Like, yes, make the playoffs. Okay, go ahead. And Minus one thirty-five, missed the playoffs. That's not one plus one hundred and fifty.
1: Sounds a little low, don't you think? No, you, you think they should be like two or possibly pos in the in the in the comments said plus two
0: hundred and fifty. Then he changed it to plus three hundred and ten. I, th- I think. That, I think. I think the Giants Um I think the. I I think that the. I think that. I guess my. Obviously, like the quarterback position matters. Yeah, a lot of questions, lot. right? Right. Like if they, if they. You know, if they trade for you know if they trade for somebody who's a high end quarterback, that changes everything. If Daniel Jones is, you know leaves and you know, so that's a lot of questions there. But I think the Giants, if I think the Giants will be a trendy team to make the playoffs next year.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's right. Breach, let me ask you this because I didn't watch this game in totality because we had people over and I saw you tweet about this, and then when I watched the highlights to try to catch up, uh, I didn't see that CD Lamb touchdown touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. What Man. happened on that play?
2: That was so. The, the CD Lamb made a fantastic one handed catch where it appeared. He got both feet down. I think a lot of people did. And this was actually a rule. I didn't even realize until it happened he'll, to the Bengals four or five weeks ago. Uh, so I did know the rule today. And that is, so if your toes hit and they're facing, if you're falling forward, uh, and your toes hit, that's all you need to hit. But if you're falling backwards, your heel also has to come down in bounds because it's it, it's not just your toe. It's not a toe tap. And so C.D. Lamb got – he was falling backwards out of bounds. His toe hit, which people assumed meant – his second toe hit. and his right, it his, his, right, his right toe hit. Right. And then his his heel came down out of bounds, and so that made it out of bounds. They overturned the play. Uh, and he did not get the touchdown but uh, you got to google the cd lamb catch because it was ridiculous he just put one hand out it was a laser out of the end zone and he just pulled it out and made a fantastic he still caught it i mean it was incomplete from a technical standpoint but he caught the ball out of bounds by one centimeter
0: so his his right toe was in and then before i i, I, I I was, my mom was like asking me, like, so explain what's going on here. I was like, actually, I, I've been, this is the one time I really wish you wouldn't ask me that. But his right toe is in, his right heel didn't come down, but he tapped his left toe and his breech points out because you're going backwards. His left heel came down.
1: There it All is. Right. Nice. Billy has it up on the screen if you watch it on YouTube. It's like
0: so close. Like his right, like if you watch it, his right foot could have been out of bounds before his left toe comes down yeah the heel yeah it's it, it it's it's upon like because of the intricacies of the rule it's like you know it's, i guess kind of easy but it was i mean what a, that's probably the best incompletion of the year
2: and, and yeah. so most people assumed it was a touchdown because he got both toes down uh but then one heel landed out of bounds and when you're falling backwards it is a different rule than falling forwards so which is kind of crazy to think about but the rules are the rules so um,
0: I- I didn't hear our own. I didn't. I don't know if there were there any controversial officiating plays uh, with the Lions, Bills. I was sort of. I was streaming on the like we did launch into sort of streaming a lot and.
2: I don't. Uh, I, we did gloss over the face mask in the Vikings Patriots game. Right. Well, I, uh, I, I was
0: going to say. I was going to say that like I thought the two that like I heard at full volume with um Pereira and Terry McCallie. Like it feels like these officiating guys, territory is always great, I think, but like the the officiating guys in the booth are starting to like take aggressive stances and kind of nail some of these things. Like they sort of kind of went wa- wishy washy before Terry McCauley. What was the uh, the Hunter? Well, and real quick,
2: Brinson, uh, Clarence in the chat asks if his left toe hits, that was the second toe to hit. And if he just pops his foot up real fast so the heel never hits, then it would have been a touchdown because the heel never hits. So, or exactly. if the heel just stays a centimeter above the end line, it's a touchdown. So it was just like he had to pop it up, and he's falling backward. He couldn't do anything.
0: Asking a lot from a physical standpoint, yes. I mean, like right, right. If he pulled that off, it, it would have been a touchdown. Um, yeah. The is- other, the other one was the Hunter Henry touchdown
1: that wasn't. I don't. The ball felt like it. Oh my around. god. And we don't have to get stuck on this because we need to wrap. But um. That felt like, and Terry McCauley got it right off the bat. It just, to me, looked like he had the hand underneath it, the ball moved, and to your point, Brenton, you made this point at the time. Worst case, it's a,
0: it's first and goal of the one-yard line. I, I had to do a, after, like, I mean, and I think this is one of the things that frustrates fans in general is, I mean, my dad, you know, my dad loves football. He loves watching football. But he's like, wh- he's like, wh- why is that not a touchdown? Like, he's across the goal. And so I, I it's like a, I, I basically did like a, Three item thing where it's like if you're a runner and you get across, or if you're a receiver you catch it and you turn into a runner and you're across. But if you're a receiver and you're across the 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 plane of the goal line doesn't matter. That's sort of the key point there. Like you know what I'm saying? You have to finish the
2: catch. Well, and Brinson, what I had written to you guys in Slack was that this is why the catch rule is dumb because this literally could be a touchdown, an incomplete pass, (laughs) or first and goal at the one. This is while the review was happening. There are literally three options here. Uh, that you know you could gamble on, and of Uh, course, it it, ended up
0: last week. Was it, um, what was the one last week where it's like it could have been a a touchdown catch or an interception? And you're like,
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was the because because the uh, I think the refs were about to roll it incomplete. I think that was in the Chiefs game, uh, in the end zone, and then they realized the ball didn't hit the ground. It was like, Okay, well, the guy either intercepts was a touchdown.
0: No, no, they pulled the they pulled the BS where they're like, like this guy, like, like somebody's screaming in his ear, and he's like, Upon further discussion, the ruling on the field is a touchdown. It's like all five uh, of you all ruled it incomplete, bro. Uh,
1: all right. We'll get out on this. But quickly, um, Bill Belichick was asked about the Hunter Henry thing. He said, uh, why don't you guys go to the officials? Ask them about the play. Classic. I got to say, a- I'm going
2: to that's a one more special teams thing out there. Oh, come on. Because uh, anyone up. who is gambling on the Cowboys-Giants game is probably a little.
0: Did you just take, take the Wilson role where you're like, one more thing?
2: Well, well, Wilson said no we're going to get out of there, so I just got to bring this up real quick because right, it was Brett Maher kicking a 46-yard field goal. My buddy had texted me this morning said, Breach, I'm, I'm gambling on your two picks. He was taking uh, the Lions to cover and the Cowboys to cover. He put them in a parlay apparently because I picked them, which I did, uh, and I was like, oh, I know, you know, like <laughs> why would you pick the Thanksgiving games? They're so unpredictable. So anyway, the Lions hit. I'm like, OK, this is good. So now Maurer's going out to kick this field goal. And I'm like, oh, it's 46 yards. He's going to nail it. It's game over. It will put the, the Cowboys up 31-13. So even if the Giants go out and get the trash touchdown, it doesn't matter. They're still going to cover. Mauer misses the field goal. He misses the field goal. He crushes everyone's hopes and dreams. And here <laughs> the is order. the order. Here's the crazy stat I tweeted out. Brett Maher has never missed in his entire career from 60 yards or more. He is four of four from 40 to 49 yards. He is 62.5%. He is 15 of 24. That is insane. The guy cannot hit from 40 to 49, but if you're kicking from 62, boom, he'll nail it with no problem. So uh, he misses the field goal. The Giants score a touchdown, backdoor cover, and everyone who bet on the Cowboys to cover lost.
0: Um, I, I was just saying that. And look, it's Thanksgiving Day, but well now the day after Thanksgiving, everyone's heard many stories multiple times. But you know, you talked about this Brett Barr thing like four days ago when the Cowboys played,
2: and then it happened, and then it happened. Um, it, it happened on the field, so it's just it's.
0: I, I think I think at one point I was yelling and like in my house I was like. I just think they should. Do, I know they're down fifteen, and they could get an all-size cake, But I think it's just time to take a knee. and Like, just like you don't want to get my injured. And everybody was like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" I was like, "Nothing. Nothing." Not the Cowboys. Um, oh, Wilson, you'll like this too. You know what came home today? What the came home? The donkey turkey leg uh, parlay. What is that? Brazil, Portugal, Bills, Cowboys. What's the Cowboys spread?
1: Oh, you That's could parlay bad. it. You could tease it down. No, no, no! It's just money line, like just oh, oh,
0: Brazil okay. wins, Portugal wins, and hey, Ghana made it a little sweatier Yeah, Ghana's good, and Portugal. Uh,
2: before we less. end here, we can are we going to make our predictions for USA England? Our, oh, our five second predictions. All right,
1: you have you have ten seconds breach. We're getting all out, right. of it. and then
0: after that, we'll make our predictions for NC State Carolina. Oh, uh
2: I don't know what those are, but USA England one to one. I think they're going to draw. They're going to get all the right. draw.
0: Brenton USA England score. I'm gonna go with the Ryan Wilson special. Do oh, you want yeah. me to take four to one or three oh? Either one. I'll take the other. I'll take, take four one England. I'll take ah. three-o. Fire Burr halter. I love For those. Others, dude, are the ball I mean again, we don't need to linger on this, but like like USA looks like a crap team. England's
1: gonna spin. they're a good team. I don't like the coach. I like the boys, I don't like the coach. All
0: right, uh breach five seconds. Who's gonna
1: win UNC NC State to, to placate their <laughs> buddy here?
2: North Carolina. I got
0: I, go tar heels
1: it is i got north carolina by 50 brentson uh, what do you have
0: uh i have the under <laughs> go tar heels <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be the waiver on this episode but i have the under- go tar heels <laughs> this is this is officially my own personal hell um got oh. do it play it one more time go ahead one more okay. time. go tar heels okay. i have the under 56 <laughs> nasty weather in in uh in in chapel hill and uh man if we If we pull off a win, no, no one will care except our buddy Kevin. No one will care. Listen, go Tar Heels. We go and
1: and celebrate the Tar Heels. Hit the like button if you're sitting there on your way out the door. Hit the like button, uh, and Brinson will come to your house and you'll go Tar Heels. That's a wrap for me, for Brinson, Uh, for Breach. He's got to get back to telemarketing duties.
0: Oh, wait, 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 wait! You never asked me what I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for all our wonderful listeners and viewers who show up routinely and do this nonsense with us and, yeah, I mean, talk an insane amount of trash, which I'm just not reading right now because my Wi-Fi stinks, at me. Thank you for all of you and begrudgingly thankful for Wilson, Breach, and, and now Billy. All right, bye, everybody. See you See on, you on you the out. flippity Everything's fly. You turkeys.